0: And welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 123, and I am your co host, Nigel.
1: I am Tazzy, content creator and co host.
0: And as always, we like to bring you interesting discussions with diverse voices, and we have a pretty interesting discussion today. Uh, so, to help us out with our discussion on blockchain, NFTs, the metaverse, is lawyer at the media and technology firm Sheridan's, Rahul Gandhi. Rahul, welcome back to the show.
2: Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you guys again.
0: Yeah, good to have you back. We've got another... I thought we had like a detailed discussion about law. Now we're going to have a detailed discussion about crypto and, and NFTs. Yep, I was just um, like having detailed discussions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds um, good. I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Cool. So you can get a the background to Raul's journey into video games and and that detailed discussion where we talked about uh, law in video games on episode 112. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out. You can also subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, And always, you can send your feedback and questions to feedback at mymatter.com or throw your opinions and thoughts, uh, this might be the episode to do that, um, at us, we are at Mayamada on Twitter, at Maya Mata TV on Instagram and TikTok, or at Tazzy on all the above. And join the Studio 77 Discord, jump in our Discord to be part of the Mayamada universe, meet others in the community. You can also consider becoming a Studio 77 member to support that we the work that we do at Mayamada and get exclusive access to events and artwork especially as we go into the new year. We've got lots of plans ahead. Uh, so before we get into today's discussion, let's update you with some of those plans for the rest of this year with the latest from the Maya Madder universe. We are about that time of the year where I have to give the end of season announcements. So we are fast approaching the end of season four of Story X Story. It has almost been four seasons, which is crazy. To think about this season, we passed episode 100, it's a cool milestone. Uh, so yeah, we're approaching the end of the year. We've got a few recordings left. We are going to be talking Black cat pa- try that again. We are going to be talking Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Stranger Things. Plus, we've got some interviews with comic creators and writers in television. So a few interesting episodes to come. Uh, we also have some special episodes that we do at the end of the year. So we will have uh, what is uh, becoming a, a favorite uh, of ours, our highlights episode, where we wrap up all uh, the stuff that I had to cut out from <laughs> from editing episodes over the year. Plus a lot of discussions uh, that don't make it into um, final episodes and a whole load of bloopers of which, uh, believe it or not, there are many. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there are many and many bloopers. <laughs> uh, so, ha- yeah.
1: Heavy yeah. feature from Craig. Or mentions of Craig. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Uh, The last one was a very Craig-heavy episode. Although Craig has been pretty well behaved. I don't know what we're going (laughs) to do with this one. It's like (laughs) it's going to be half an hour shorter because there's not like (laughs) minutes and minutes of us complaining about Craig. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to (laughs) fill that time with something else. Um, Hi, Craig, by the way. So we've got that episode. We also have our roundup. So our wrapped episode where Tazzy and I have some attempt at listing our quote-unquote favorites stories of the year across film tv video games anime manga books comics as well so um and usual thing is um it's my top five stories and it's a random assortment of five stories that may or may not be linked if you're Tazzy, so you can tune into that episode at the end of the year as well so still got a lot to come we'll then be on a recording break over january and recording season five in February. So yeah, looking at season five. Uh, So before we get to that, as you listen to this, uh, I will have come back from the Thought Bubble convention, which was in Harrogate. So that was the last convention of the year. So if you weren't at that, um, but still interested in our manga, you can catch all the Mada manga, especially the latest, Serious Through the Fog, which is a story about a pandemic made during the pandemic and sees... The characters from the series Forty One Story face their toughest adventure yet. Uh, we do have live stream activities happening in our Studio Seventy Seven series. So we have casual conversations with comic creators. This is my monthly chat with a different comic creator to uncover the person behind art. So you can catch the VOD of my conversation with illustrator and comic artist Dominique Duong, and look forward to the December. Uh, episode of casual conversation so we'll be making an announcement of who will be in that hot seat uh, for that episode uh, we would also be having our knockout City games night for november uh, currently scheduled for tuesday the 29th check your local listings to make sure that uh, date still is still accurate but every month we play a different game with studio 77 members from 7 p.m bst or thereabouts uh, we tend to have lots of technical issues uh, or like the last time i forget which which console i've got overcooked uh installed on so that is a proper first world problems that is um is it on the ps4 is it on the switch is it on, oh no it's on the ps5 uh what a tough life anyway we're going to be playing knockout city and then i think are we going to do the december thing where we play gothic phone is that and like open out table one is that is that a um, thing that we
1: do I have a I have another suggestion for it so we'll okay. have to discuss that. All
0: right. Wait, TBC, what was the game you just said? Gartic, Gartic phone. phone. Never even heard of that. How I don't even know how you describe that.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, looking up I'll look it up. <laughs> me like a Jackbox game. There you go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's cool. very
0: very fun. Funny, fun and funny. So okay, nice. um I'll but have to look into that. we'll do something in in December uh, and it will be fun and it will be probably be chaos of some kind. <laughs> um, and then we have another live stream uh, event. Well, live stream and in person. So on the 19th of November, we are going to be back at Samsung KX doing our online version of the GamePad event. So GamePad online, but producing it in studio at Samsung KX. So we'll be making use of all the shiny camera equipment in the building and inviting the teams, uh, so players to play in our Gamepad eSports tournament. They'll be playing across Overcooked, Mario Strikers and Knockout C. So that will be happening in-house. You'll also get the chance to put your questions to our games industry guests live, who will also be in studios. So we're going to be doing interviews on mental health in video games and a panel on accessibility in games. So information and tickets are available on the website gamepad.events. We have limited seating. So, if you do want to join us in the building, get your tickets. And especially if you want to play as part of the tournament, uh, but you can also watch online because we'll be producing everything to be streamed out on Twitch. So, be interesting, interesting experiment, something we've not done before. I think it'll be really cool and something we hope to do into 2023 uh, as well. Feels weird saying 2023. I'm going to uh, not do that again. I've still got two months where so I don't have to say that.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think it should be 2023 yet. How do we, who do we talk to <laughs> we, to yeah, get that I know. rewinded? Just pause. <laughs> just pause on that. Just give
0: us, a, give us some time. So uh, we've got that to come. We've also, uh, I'm going to say next year, whenever next year happens, <laughs> we have the Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign. So we've just wrapped, recently wrapped our final event as part of the campaign. Um, and we're going to be doing it all again next year. So we're going to be planning how we bring back the photo campaign at different events, the activities, putting together all the learnings uh, and letting people get involved with the next year's campaign. Um so this year it's been really good. Like we just had also Comic-Con where Tazzy did a great panel to a full looked like a full stadium of of people talking about gender stereotypes house. in video games.
1: It was amazing and there was just we we had time for like three questions, but they were just like such Great questions. So mm. you're you're listening. You're listening and it's it's good. I hope this discussion keeps going.
0: <laughs> we're gonna make it keep going uh, into next year, but this year's campaign has probably been sponsored by Rocksteady Studios and Splash Damage. So we're hoping to get more support into next year so we can do more, spread the campaign further and wider, and keep having these discussions. All right, so that is all the things that are happening with the My Matter universe. Let's get down to today's discussion. So today we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, NFTs. Uh, we're going to att- <laughs> everyone's favorite topic. Like, Everyone loves yeah, this. Uh, it's all I hear people talk about. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the only reason statement. people talk about it is because they love it so much, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll be attempting to take an objective look at what they are, what the underlying technology is, and why the video games industry has such a troubled time with them to say the least Uh, and if that's not enough we'll also be throwing in the metaverse in there so yeah just chuck that in there together yeah you know everyone (laughs) loves nfts you love the metaverse even though you don't know what it is it's all good (laughs) all right before we get into this let's just put everyone's cards on on the table so what is everyone's view just generally speaking on nfts and the metaverse like do you get really upset when you hear those terms uh do you think it's the future and everything will come under that umbrella um role what do you what do you think
2: so i'm pretty much anti nft but not i mean the main reason is a i just don't see a i can't see a valid reason for like why they exist particularly in the gaming space like mm. i'm in other sectors and other industries maybe But like for me in gaming, which is my main industry that I care about, I have just not seen an example of an NFT where I'm like, oh, this really adds value or this is really like enhancing the experience in some way. And so in that sense, I'm pretty like, you know, maybe I'm open to the idea of there being something like NFTs in the space if it enhances value and or, you know, enhances the not value, but enhances the experience. But generally, like so far, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'm not really for it at the moment. All right, Tazzy, where
0: do you fall?
1: Uh, So I feel like there are an inevitability of what's to come. Uh, They're going to be a part of the world, whether people like it or not. And the, the more people that are like against NFTs that get involved in shaping them, the better, because then they'll be the better version of whatever they'll be. Uh, uh, you don't yeah. want some wide eyed optimists. They're going gonna... optimist <laughs> to be like, bad you are, you are, you are regardless. You're go- they're going to be bad regardless. But if none of the people that are against it for the reasons that, and I think, like, I fully agree with all the reasons that most people are against it. But without them being in the conversation, it's only going to be the people that are making them worse. <laughs> oh, right, okay, that Shaping <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> like, with That's no control.
2: Good <laughs> You're going to have to find this fine balance of someone who is against them, but is also interested enough to like throw themselves into that space and try and do something positive. It's it's a tough person to find, but I think you're right. That will be really important
0: okay i'm gonna for the purposes of this episode i'm gonna try and uh, strike that line strike that balance um, <laughs> so we can get some <laughs> objectivity because right now there are people there are evangelists listening to this and like just switching everybody switched off actually once <laughs> once well, everyone was like
1: oh I, everyone's either like oh god nfts yeah or they're, know, like, yeah. Or they're at the stage right i'm gonna convince you that nfts are good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's the thing like i'm open to listening to those, those points. But it's just it's gonna take a lot to convince me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we'll see how we go. I'm I mean, I'm my personal view, I'm I'm generally very skeptical, more skeptical about the metaverse than I am NFTs, although I agree with Wahola. I haven't seen I haven't seen something that is like the thing. Not to say that it can't happen, but I just haven't seen it. So I'm I'm pretty skeptical. So we've got I think a, NFTs
1: are ahead of their time as well. Like could be their their like existence. Is yep. is early on in their life cycle, and they're going to be like, in I don't know, 50 years' time or something, people mm. will forget that we, we had, had this, this conversation. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> it could
0: be <clears throat> very, very much so. So, all right, so now we know where everyone's allegiances lie, you can, you, can, you know, uh, get your salt ready to uh, sprinkle it over whatever we may say <laughs> that you do not agree with. Let's get started with the basics. So, I thought it's worth just uh, touching on. Some key terms, so blockchain, NFTs, and cryptocurrencies. Just for context, people listening might have heard these terms, but not necessarily knowing what they are. Um, so I will say before I get into this that uh, my background before making comics uh, was as a software engineer. So um, I just say that just to give some context in that even though I don't know exactly the, the full definition, not definition, but the full implementations of everything, I have some context into how these things are made. And with that said, Let's get into this. So, blockchain. Let's start there. So, blockchain is basically the the foundation of uh, cryptocurrency and uh, NFTs. So, it's like a if you imagine a database uh, for those that know what database is, storage of data in a central location. That typically is how databases work. Blockchain uses a distributed database or a ledger if you're old enough to have used that term, <laughs> uh, that is shared among computer uh, nodes in a network. So, you're collecting information together. And that collection of information is the blocks. So blockchains are used in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin to maintain secure and decentralized records of transactions. And the key thing for blockchains is that they guarantee the fidelity and security of a record of data and generates trust without the need for a trusted third party like a bank or some kind of uh, other uh, quote unquote trusted organization. Um, So this is also an issue of control because you're taking uh, control of virtual assets. And we're going to be talking a lot about virtual assets. You're taking control away from central organizations uh, and giving it to the individual. So power to the people in theory. Um, So that's kind of it. And the other thing I'll I'll add to that is the other key thing with blockchain is that it's uh, what you call a non-destructive thing. So you can only really add to the blockchain, which means that it keeps a record of every transaction. And therefore, you get your transparency and and all that stuff. So that's blockchain. So one of blockchain's better known uses, and maybe it's most controversial, is cryptocurrencies. So cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, uh, Dogecoin, if you've heard of that as well. And the idea for where the two are linked comes from, and I won't go too deep into this, but a persona, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who is allegedly the person or people who solved the key problem of cryptocurrencies which is called or known as the double spend problem. So the problem is because a digital currency does not exist in the physical space using it in a transaction does not necessarily remove it from someone's possession. So as a result it could be spent more than once. Can't have an economy where you can spend the same uh, unit of currency more than once. Doesn't work. So because blockchain has a trusted mechanism of ensuring a transaction has taken place, i.e., because of that, everything is added. Every transaction is added to the block, so you know what's been spent. Um, you solve that problem, so that's why cryptocurrencies can exist, and Bitcoin is the most well-known of them. So you can use digital digital currencies to buy goods, services, uh, like you can with any other currency, except with the wild fluctuations in value that we have seen over the years. So that's cryptocurrency and the last one is nfts so non-fungible tokens very divisive in general uh, for some reason and i think we're going to get into that seems to be particularly hated in the world of video games but what exactly are they and i will say it's not just about art uh, i actually did um i did a session with year 10s and i asked them what like why nfts what do they understand about nfts I know a few people that just threw out like art, because that's what we see a lot in the media. But yeah, it's not just art. So NFTs are um, blockchain-based tokens that represent a unique asset, like a piece of art, but not uh, exclusively. So it could be any other digital content or media. So the idea of non-fungible is that it can't be swapped with something else. So quick example: if you imagine the the cash in your wallet, if anyone keeps cash in a wallet, but use your imagination. So £10 note is fungible as in any other £10 note is the same. So it doesn't matter if you've got the one in your pocket or someone swaps out uh, another £10 note, as long as it's not counterfeit, it's the same. Whereas something like the printed degree that I'm using to uh, translate and communicate this knowledge on this podcast is fungible because it's my degree. I can't swap that out because it's got my name on it. Uh, and that is unique. So that's the idea. Non fungible can't be swapped out for another one. So you can think of them as tokens or digital certificates of ownership. So NFTs aren't the actual thing. So when we see things like I'm going to make an NFT of a, a video clip or a board ape or whatever it might be, that's not the NFT. The NFT is the token that says this person owns this thing, this asset, and that lives on the blockchain and is what you transactions with so that is a whistle stop tour into blockchains nfts and we'll get to the metaverse but uh are you still with me
1: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown <laughs> <laughs> i like, i thought i had like some grasp of them <laughs> and that grasp just got shattered and I now know. i i'm back to no i i don't understand i don't i don't get it I don't All know right. if I don't understand it or if I'm understanding, but not getting
2: You know, yeah. Because that's what I am. As, 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 we it chat about it, as we chat about it, I think it'll, it'll make, hopefully yeah. make more sense because we'll have like examples and stuff. Yeah. And like, we'll talk about it more in context, so get a better sense of how it operates and like how it actually works in, an, in a real example.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we're going to hopefully do the, the majority of this podcast on, is that context.
1: My like understanding of an NFT was that it's essentially, it's a certificate. It's like in the art world, art world is a great mm. way. It's like, there'll be like an authentic piece of art, right? And then you have a certificate to say yeah. that that authentic piece of art is owned by you.
0: That's exactly it.
1: And you are the owner. Okay.
0: Yeah. So and then a you digital can learn- version of that you can loan NFT. that piece
1: of artwork out then to like aren't a museum, which people do, but they still own it. Oh, so yeah. they still have the certificate certificate. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. though the piece of artwork is hanging in a museum somewhere. In a
0: museum. Exactly. Okay. So you can always maybe I do understand up, it then. Yeah, no, you do. So you can look up the <laughs> NFT to see who owns this piece of art. And because it's on a blockchain, which like I said before, you can only add to, you can always see who has who has previously owned this piece of art as it gets bought and sold um so you said a a, an interesting phrase which i agree with which is you understand but don't get and that is where i am with nfts for digital art because like we've just established the nft is not the art and in a digital space the art can still be viewed replicated shared all the things so nfts don't make sense to me for digital art
1: Like they literally mean nothing
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, there's, I think there's, again, I don't want to get too technical, because like, it's easy to get bogged down with this stuff. But like, there are other things that the NFT also displays or demonstrates or, you know, if you hold an NFT, there are other things you can get. Mm. But again, we, we might get into that later. I, I can talk a little bit about it now if if you want.
0: Um, okay, we'll bring it in. Should we bring it in context? I think what sure. you're saying might fit with some of the. Yeah,
2: I think it will. I think it will fit in with
1: other stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So hopefully, people listen are still roughly with us. <laughs> on this and if you're not, as...
1: you can be with me. So. <laughs> yeah. <fine>. can...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some uh, some grounding at least to uh, base the discussion on. Uh, so we're here to talk video games, largely, and what's been really interesting is not just that video game companies are using NFTs because in the grand scheme of things, new technology companies are always gonna try and use some new technology uh to you know continue making uh making money, expanding the medium, all that kind of thing. It's just that there seems to be a persistence in using them in the face of what has been like really passionate. Hate, <laughs> I'm just, i am just think that's the only word I can uh use. So I guess the rest of this conversation will break down into why do game companies persisting using NFTs what are they trying to get and then yeah why do people hate them and then we'll throw in the metaverse as well so how are they being used in video games and why so there are many examples I could have, have pulled with I'll, I'll use the Ubisoft one because in 2021 Ubisoft announced it was adding NFTs to its games starting with Ghost Recon Breakpoint via a platform Ubisoft Quartz which was called the first platform for playable and energy efficient NFTs in AAA games and this was swiftly met with great backlash from fans so ubisoft released an announcement trailer on youtube that got more than 95% dislikes but yet they persist so roll why <laughs> why um why are ubisoft persisting um or what what are they trying to do and and why are they persisting with it what are we what are we missing here?
2: I think the very cynical answer to that is it's a new stream of revenue for them, because what NFTs allow players to do is trade them and sell them to each other. So not necessarily trade, because as we said, they're not fungible. But like for example, I could if I, if we were both playing Ghost Recon, and I've got this incredibly unique helmet. There's only one of this helmet in the entire game and I've got it, and the NFT... I hold a token on my account that says that I'm the owner of it, and only my character in the game can use it. If I then sell that to you because you really want it, like it's a really cool helmet, and you think it's awesome, I can sell it to you. And what the publisher would do is whenever I make a transaction of selling it to you, they'll take a cut of it. And that's how a lot of NFT sales work at the moment. So whoever... Whoever like the original owner was, you can set them up so that, or whoever the person who minted the NFT, I say that in inverted commas, like whoever created the NFT, they can set them up so that whenever it gets subsequently sold, you take like a percentage of that mm. amount. And so that it's effectively goes on. royalties. Yeah, it's a, it's essentially like royalties and you do that for every transaction. So let's say I sell you the helmet for, I don't know, I'm just going to make up random numbers, but like one <laughs> Sorry, Bitcoin. they all do. <laughs> <laughs> for one Bitcoin, and then they're gonna take zero point one percent of that, and then you sell it to Tazi for one point five Bitcoin. They'll then take another zero point one percent of that, and then you keep doing that, like for hundreds and thousands of NFTs. And suddenly, the publisher Ubisoft, who created all of these NFTs, will make a lot of new money, like money that would not have existed within their game otherwise. So it's the way that I see it the reason publishers want to do it because it's almost like a new form of microtransaction but it's just the players feel like they're getting something like because they feel like they're trading and you know they're making some money as well because if I sell it to you I've made some money which is great right in theory like I'm really happy with that but the publisher also makes some money so they've just created this new marketplace where players don't feel like they're being nickel and dimed through microtransactions. They feel like they're selling stuff. I'm getting some money too, so this is great. But there are problems with that, which you know, we'll, we'll come onto at some point. But I think that's why publishers are interested in it and it's just purely
0: financial. That's, that's what I think. Okay. Taz, are you interested in NFTs for digital assets in games?
1: Okay, so I have like, my brain's just doing like so many different things right now. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm like, so NFTs are a pyramid scheme.
2: <laughs> I mean, in an, in in essence, I mean, so, yeah, I think a it's very not, yeah,
0: but it can't. I get yeah, I get why you would say that. It's not because there's no bottom because you can keep this going. Like you actually can keep it going as long as uh, as long as people buy into it. But I guess that's a pyramid scheme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, so my question is: so is it only the publisher that gets? It's only the publisher that gets money every time.
0: No, it's and the number. individual who's selling it.
1: The, and the, the right. specific individual, but yes, not but yeah. all the individuals in between.
0: I mean,
2: it depends how it's set up. You could have okay. it so that every subsequent seller gets like a small cut every time it's sold. In theory, that's possible. I think it's more like the original creator. The original, okay. But again, it really depends on the NFT. And, and it's 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 all like all of this stuff is dealt with through these things called smart contracts.
1: And basically,
2: yeah, you can basically set up smart contracts to do whatever you want. And I mean, I think there's something else we'll talk about where I delve a bit deeper into like the legal side of smart contracts. So I don't want to go too much into it, but basically, you you can. There's flexibility in how they work.
1: Okay, so here's my thing. I think NFTs in games are really stupid in (laughs) in in the like how games exist today but if for example uh like the metaverse became this one internet thing mm. whether you could then transfer an nft across games mm. it then changes things a bit because that sounds kind of fun like that you've got this cool thing and it's quite unique the other thing for me is i'm like don't we already have this I'm going to say this from a really, really like ignorant kind of thing is I don't play CSGO, but I see people trade like weapons or something and skins Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. CSGO. So isn't that just this, but with a new technology controlling it?
2: I think the reason that NFTs is like a sort of different to that is that it comes back to that money point in that all the skin betting and trading is all done like off book. Like it's it's like nothing to do with Valve. I mean, Valve has enabled trading, but like selling skins for money and things like that, it's all done through third party websites, which are not I
1: thought it was done on Steam. Like you can sell them. Oh, okay.
2: In that case, if they if you can sell them on Steam, then yeah, then then I guess I have then I have to wonder what the NFT aspect is because because yeah. so do Val take any? I'll oh, go ahead. Maybe Nigel knows.
0: i was just going to add the just in the general sense, not specific to Val, but the what you're saying tells like the the top level behavior can be done today. This isn't. Uh, this isn't yeah, it's necessarily... not like
1: a a new concept. Like people no. trade, even if it's not done via the developer, like people trading like skins weapons in games it's not like a new thing it's just a new
0: system so and that's that's the thing so it's the underlying thing that is changing and it's changing i mean it's always for the benefit of someone but it's changing where like i said with with blockchain allows you to have that system where you can it's supposedly decentralized and transparent and secure so you're bringing in that and then like rahul's saying you've got the the money-making aspect of it for the companies and i guess the individual as well yeah uh, so that's my understanding and i feel this whole episode should be a, a an asterisk of as as i understand it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so feel free to
1: as i understand and, it yeah. conversation <laughs> nothing in this is like this is what nfts are or <laughs> yeah. necessarily a formed opinion it's just the yeah. inquiring conversation
0: yes there we go that's the <laughs> i'm just disclaimer. putting out
1: questions and we're trying to figure it out we're, we're learning together exactly.
0: um, <laughs> we're going on a learning journey so so yeah uh, as i understand it the behavior itself it, it's something that can be done today it's just done in uh, with those benefits well it depends on who you are i guess but the benefits that nfts can bring and then it could open up to other implementations in future that you know we might not have thought of yet so so ubisoft are one of many Companies and even in the face of that backlash, with 95 percent dislikes on YouTube, their strategic innovations lab VP or vice president Nicholas Puyard, hope I'm pronouncing that right or close to, defended the publisher's plans to add NFTs to its games despite the backlash. He said, "Well, it was the reaction we were expecting uh, of the large negative response response to its Quartz NFT system. We all know it's not an easy concept to grasp." But Quartz is really just the first step that should lead to something bigger, something that will be more easily understood by our players. So basically saying, you don't get it. We're we're doing something big here. You don't get it. And they are, like I said, one of many games companies. And more recently, uh, so that was 2021, this month, as we record, Square Enix has announced Symbiogenesis, an interactive NFT project. So this is something that will launch in spring next year as a browser-based game for PC and mobile, Square Enix announced, and will be a new franchise for the company, which will use the Ethereum blockchain, which is one of the popular places for people to store their their blocks or their yeah, um, cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Raul, do you know um, about this particular project and what's special about it?
2: I mean, I've, I've, I've heard about it. I think it only got announced like a day or two, but I've not read too deeply into it. But again, I mean, I know Square Enix got, because they wrote a letter at the end of last year, which highlighted, it kind of prepared people for the fact that they're looking into NFT-related stuff. And I think that, I mean, from what I've seen, the social media reaction has just been, oh, it's an NFT game. I'm not interested anymore. Mm. and that's that's basically i've not really read deeply into what the experience is or or you know why it's special i don't know do do you know
0: no but so the reason i wanted to bring this particular example up is the uh the phrase browser-based game for pc and mobile so with the whole conversation around like uh, blockchain and nfts and games uh, i'm seeing like two different types of implementations so there's the one that we've already discussed. So it's the in-game assets. So uh like Ubisoft are trying to do with Ghost Recon, and I'm sure other games they'll push this into. You have an existing, let's say, traditional game, I'll use that phrase, traditional game that we kind of all expect that has an NFT implementation for digital assets. And then you've got what I understand Symbiogenesis is, which is a a whole new category of game and a, a game designed around nft completely which i've seen some examples of and these are the ones that actually i i fundamentally disagree with i don't know if you've seen many of these games where essentially they're play to earn model and for whatever reason that's where i kind of like feel this just feels wrong it feels uh, it feels the complete opposite of what games are because games should be fun it should be i'm i'm playing to enjoy myself yeah. i'm playing to have fun to escape to engage in a new world Whereas this brings an element of I'm playing to earn money, and that's mm. a completely different mindset. Uh, I don't know how you both feel about that.
2: Uh, I mean, the the main thing I have with that is like I feel like it's just like any other. It's just going to become a sub genre of the games. I don't think this is ever going to become like how all games in the future or like you know the majority of games are going to become play to earn. I think what will happen is there'll be like a little niche of game people who want to play games to earn money from them because you know i think it's a like just speaking like openly like i think it's a interesting prospect to play a game and earn money from it like if the game itself is fun and you're Mm. having a fun time playing it then if you can make some money off the side i can see why that's interesting to some people but that's in that's not a reason that i play games like I don't play games thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna build up, you know, I'm gonna create this great account, make loads of money from it, and you know, eventually I can quit my job and create some situation where I'm just earning money from all these play-to-earn games. That's not what I play games for.
0: Yeah. But for some and people, that like the be. vast majority is yeah is not what they play games yeah. for.
2: So I think I think, you know, something like that has a space. Like there will be people. But the problem is, the the way that I see it, you're gonna get. There's gonna be some method of exploitation somehow, because if there's money to be made, there is gonna be some way to like yeah. break the system. And I mean, you've already seen it in like some some games. Like there's a, I can't remember what it's called, but there is a game where I think it's called Axie Infinity or something oh, like that. Oh yeah,
0: the, that is the <laughs> the benchmark of NFT games.
2: Yeah, and basically there was a story about how this guy was basically paying like people in the Philippines, like yes. peanuts, to farm this game, game yeah. and create these, like like gather all these assets that they can then sell on at a profit, and so suddenly play to earn becomes like some horrible like corporation of exploitation where like people in sort of you know developing countries are being exploited for this and then i don't know it just becomes like this whole dark rabbit hole where i just don't feel like gaming needs to go there or should go there
0: yeah and that's the thing it it fundamentally changes the incentive for games when you introduce that the profit motive i mean you know you can look out into the big wild world for examples of what happens when individuals or or companies uh, whether for profit or not change when change their behavior like negatively when profit is the ultimate end goal like you just fundamentally change so bringing it back to games like for me this is something that will and hopefully like you say I mean there's there'll always be the niche and and in, in my personal opinion I hope it's a still a very small niche because mm. once you do that then it, it attracts a certain type of person it's like a certain type of person who's not interested in the in the art and the, the play the fun of the game but how do you make money from this? You get different mm. types of games because of it, yeah. and it's just—it's just a bad. I don't—I I don't see any good on that personally. Yeah,
2: and I mean, I think it will be. Yeah, I, I like to think that it wouldn't become the majority of all games because when microtransactions came in, everyone was against it. Like everyone was up in arms. And like, oh, like why are you trying to charge us for more stuff? We've already purchased the game. Like, what is all this like time <laughs> savers and? aesthetic like loot boxes and all this stuff like everyone was up in arms against but like here we are 15 10 i don't know how many years later and they're still in a bunch of games but you can still go out there and buy your triple a narrative game that has no microtransactions or your really creative indie game that has no microtransactions so i think you know there is now a niche of these like microtransaction maybe free to play games that monetize through like solely through microtransactions, like you know, Genshin Impact, for example, which is a game that I actually quite like, and it's it's just I feel like this will is what will happen, and because I mean I think Tarsi said at the very beginning of this, like yeah, in twenty years we'll forget this conversation. NFTs will be the norm. Everyone will have them. Everyone will be on the blockchain with wallets, and they'll <laughs> own tokens and whatever. And you know, the the generation below us will be so like nor- will be, this will all be so normal to them. And there'll just be this niche of like NFT games, which, you know, some people get it and are into it and that's fine. But if you, I feel like if you don't want to engage with that, I mean, again, trying to be like hopeful, if you don't want to engage with that, I hope that you don't have to.
1: Oh my God. Again, head, loads of, loads of thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, the idea of like people playing games to make money, they already exist. They're called content creators. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's there's like the subcategory of us that we enjoy gaming and therefore and then have found a way to enjoy gaming and then create some kind of career out of it. And there are some people that just want to make money and that is how they start and they don't necessarily enjoy the gaming or they only play or the group of people that let making money guide what games they play you know, there's people that moan about the games that they're playing because they're stuck on them for streaming or making YouTube videos or whatever content yeah. they make. But, like, almost, like, you can just play a different game and have fun with it. Like, yeah. just do that. Um, <laughs> so that, that already exists in gaming. So I can, can can completely understand why, like, what would appeal to people like oh i can play a game and make money at the same time as long as the game's fun there's also the people that will just don't care if they're having fun or not they're just gonna do it
2: i think i think that's one of the big points i'll go yeah no so then
1: the other thing would it really then links to like gambling which is also technically gaming so like it kind of pushes like i feel like a lot of the nft kind of games that i have seen and try to understand it's kind of like gambling wearing the skin of like normal gaming in like this weird way
2: no i get what you're saying i, I think and it is
1: ick like it does feel <laughs> ick but then i also <laughs> think gambling's ick and
2: yeah i think there's always going to be scope for that to happen because i think at the end of the day like a lot of these nft projects they don't necessarily have gambling in mind but They've created an environment where this can definitely happen, either through a third party or people will figure out a way. Because, because I think that's what I was like alluding to
0: mm. with
2: CS:GO. It's like, yeah, you can sell and trade skins officially on Steam, but there's this whole element of like gambling skins, which mm. happens on like third-party websites, which is not sanctioned by Valve. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're Gaming saying. Gaming
1: already is gambling like not with money but with dopamine <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, yeah. like everything everything that makes a game addictive is the same thing that makes gambling addictive
0: i guess particularly mm-hmm. for free to play games because the incentive is yeah to it's that gotcha right
1: yeah Gotcha is takes mm. the essence of of gambling and keeps you in that loot. Loop. loop I accidentally said loop. Oh god, it's running already. The, the loot loop. Loop, yeah, loop, loop. Um like it, it it's it's already there's already a fine line, right, between gaming and gambling. So I think adding NFTs just kind of
2: it just compounds that problem because like microtransactions is the gap because again as I said I play Genshin Impact I am victim to the summoning for a character I really want trying to save up my premium currency and then when I miss that character I'm like oh do I do I open my wallet see if I can get it this time and it's definitely like opens the door and I think NFTs just adds like a whole other layer to that yeah
1: and I'm with you on hoping that like it doesn't become like everything is yeah. an NFT, but like inevitably, like NFTs yeah. are gonna, they're gonna be part of the world. Whether if it be- gets, yeah, if it gets to the point
2: where, you, you know, every pre-order of God of War Ragnarok comes with a numbered Kratos <laughs> NFT, you, you know it's game over for the industry. Like, yeah. 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 but, but I think what, I, I just want to pick up on something you said, Tazi, which was like, you said it a bit earlier but it's like you said like if they are fun like you're talking about nft games and you're like yeah if they're fun and you make some money off them then great but it's like i think that if they're fun element is really important because Hmm. that goes back to what i said at the start of this podcast and my general view is like i've just not found any good use case for nfts and games like as you said this kind of marketplace type thing already exists for some games. Like you mentioned, CSGO, other games like, you know, they have, I I think in games like World of Warcraft, you can trade. I'm not really sure, but there there must be, I think there must be other games where you can trade items and stuff like that. And I just don't necessarily see why we have to add this whole blockchain NFT infrastructure to do that. Like if you really want to create a game that has a marketplace, then you can just do that. Like, why do you need to have blockchain infrastructure and NFTs? And maybe that's just my lack of technical knowledge on the benefits of it to whoever creates them. But I've just not seen any games that implement this technology that appeal to me or look fun to play or even have any actual gameplay in them. They're more like those kind of idle... Over time you you know with Axie Infinity, you like collect these monsters and then you breed them and then you battle them. But like by battling them, you're basically just tapping a button on your phone. I'm like, I can see how some of these games can be like addictive to people if they know they're making money or leveling up their characters, but I just don't see why we need NFTs to make that kind of game. It's like you could just make that yeah. kind of game and monetize it like what we already have. But uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think so NFT, like another thing about NFTs is it's kinda like off this line of conversation that we're going through. But especially because of like the idea of what like NFT means, like you can just see like who's owned that, right? It's just a bragging right. Like that's what NFTs oh, exactly. are, right? They're just a they're just a bragging yeah. right. And I think that's the reason why what will make them what will stop them from going away is that people are very much controlled by their egos. (laughs) And especially in the current climate where so much of our self-worth is how we appear online. Yeah, that's big. And then this is, this NFTs are like the equivalent of like putting some really glamorous rap on your car (laughs) (laughs) to make you look like you've got money. Like, well, I mean the there was that whole thing, bored right?
0: ape thing where there was a period and I guess we might still be in it where you'd get celebrities coming up on late night talk shows saying I've got a board ape and Yeah. Oh I yeah. I mean Snoop Dogg
2: and Eminem released a song yeah. that featured their bored apes as like yes. the main part of the animation it,
0: get, Yeah.
1: And so it's a bit of the thing, it's like, yeah, I so instead of it's, it's kind You're of in like, a club. Yeah, it's like I wear designer clothes and I drive a like a sort off the car and I have a have this NFT. Like it's the same, it's all in the same same bag of stuff. It's just the next version of like, (laughs) hey, look at me. Um look how uh important and rich I am or seemingly because that's that's the trick of all of this stuff. It's very much then when 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 you
2: when you think about it like that, I'm also like not at all surprised that people are trying to like make this a thing. Because it's yeah. obviously just like the evolution of capitalism. Like people already care about designer clothes and designer cars and nice watches in real life. So like yeah. why, if if you see a window into doing that digitally, where, and you know, as, as much as everything's heading, everyone's saying, oh, we're moving to a, like a digital age, everything's online. Your online persona is as important as your real life persona. Like why wouldn't people try and monetize this in some way? And, like, I totally get it. Like, if you're in some kind of online game, and, you know, you said it could be fun, trade these, like, get all these games and transfer uh, transfer these items across games and stuff. Like, yeah, if you... If your avatar had some super exclusive, I don't know, pair of sneakers that they only... Only 10 characters in the entire game can have these sneakers. If your avatar walks around wearing them and people know then it is like a status thing and an ego thing to have them. And that's just capitalism working. So if people want to engage with that, then they will. And I hope, well, I hope that if you don't want to engage with it,
0: you can just not. And I mean, you say, yeah, capitalism, I guess that is the wider context uh, for all of this. And I feel I had a whole whole segment on um, why players hate them, but I feel you have both just like illustrated that so well. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, But, I just wanted to touch on that, that response because, like I said, at, at the top, there's, or at least from my perception, is such a... Because, you know, gamers have a voice and <laughs> we've seen that yeah. uh, voice used for 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 good and bad. But this seems to be something that is like a passionate hate. And I'll throw out a couple of examples where, uh, so there's one earlier this year. Uh, so Troy Baker, uh, best known for yep. uh, Pain Joel in The Last of Us, uh, announced that he, well, He announced that he was partnering with a company called Voiceverse to create voice NFTs um, so that have a unique AI-generated voice map. And then immediate backlash follows, as it does, and then he had to release another statement saying that he will no longer be pursuing that partnership. So that was something where someone who is, I mean, Troy Baker is beloved in, in gaming and even he could not. Escape the the velocity the, uh, the gravitational pull of uh, NFT hate that exists. So you've got that, and then I'll just throw in this other one, which is Team Seventeen, who oh, yeah. announced they would be working with Reality Gaming Group on efficiently, Worms. officially licensed NFTs collectibles, dubbed Metaworms. So that was something which they had to back out. And the interesting thing for me on this one is it even went as far as. The not just the individual players getting backlash, but developers uh, as well. So, some developers, one example, Agwell Crab Games, released a statement condemning the decision and stating that it will no longer be working with the publisher on any future titles. And I'll I'll throw in the, the links to all these stories as uh, as we talk. But those are just two very yeah very passionate examples of. Like the uh, hate I think I think
2: what's it what the reason, I mean, just to like follow up on why there's like such passionate hatred for it is like one, as we said, there's no I can't like I don't think most players can see like an actual positive use case for why NFTs enhance the experience in any way. And second, I think they see it as like a detriment to the experience because as we saw with microtransactions, there are some games that now their whole design philosophy Is based on like how to monetize people so like especially in mobile gaming you see it how you know the games designed specifically to give you a lot of resources early on hook you in and then as you play more you get less resources and then you become and you get all these timers and there's all these mechanics in the games that require you to like you can speed this up you can progress faster if you pay real money and i think NFTs is an evolution of that where players see this as, as like a encroaching danger on like the way games are designed because if this was to take off and if we get to a point where people like PlayStation are like bundling in NFTs and creating games on like NFT infrastructure, then it's really, then it's problematic because you know that the way that games are being made is now fundamentally different. Like you're not just going to yeah. get this great narrative story game. There's going to be some, you know, people aren't going to want to make that. Like it's not profitable. Like you know, I don't know what the budget the is for. Switched. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know what the budget is for Ragnarok or whatever, but I'm assuming it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And if they're saying, yeah, we we sell the game for seventy dollars and it's great, we'll make X amount of money. That's still going to be a huge amount of money. But if they were like, but We could make it this kind of game. And then for the next 10 years, we'll be making money off all these royalties from like NFT sales. Like, if that really takes off, they're going to design the games differently. And you're already seeing it with Sony like outwardly saying, Yeah, we're working on 10 games as a service at the moment. Like, they've got 10 games as a service in production. And you know that means that there's going to be microtransactions because. That's how you sustain a game as a service. Mm. And they are hoping that one of these 10 are going to stick and become the next Fortnite where you're making, you're turning over, or like the next GTA Online where you're turning over like millions and millions every day, not just the short tale. Because again, God of War Ragnarok, there's going to be a bunch of sales, 100%. You may sell like millions in the first week, but it's a narrative game. People will finish it and then they'll move on. It's done, yeah. And that's not going to be as profitable as something with a long tail, and I think that's why players hate it because they are legitimate concerns that like the way games are designed will just change. Yeah,
1: definitely. There's also some people probably not as large, uh, but like the the environmental impact of them as well. Yes. Which I can't say I like. I well, no, I do understand it. Compu- more computers are running to, to uh what's it called? To- yeah, it's essentially the, the computational power
0: that it requires to um use the, the term minting, so creating uh, NFTs or the cryptocurrency, the, the computational power that it takes is is vast in comparison yeah. to your average, say, credit card, debit card transaction. So the the per transaction cost and then when you scale it up to, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of transactions, it's a lot of energy being used and it's it's very uh, inefficient in that sense yeah um, so yeah that's a whole a big uh, factor as well um, that uh, does get brought up often so yeah so there is that so I do have a a question about about the negative response but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it in as we talk about or touch on the metaverse because that's a whole other thing and I've I left it to the end just because well one uh, if you think NFTs are the wild west uh, the metaverse is even more loosely defined concept but also the, the concepts of blockchain NFTs cryptocurrency kind of add to what I think some people want the metaverse uh, to be so it all kind of factors into that and what is the metaverse that is the <laughs> that is the question I'm, I'm not even really sure uh, I can answer that just because I don't think it exists and I I think it's a a marketing term I think if um and I'm I'm oversimplifying partly for effect, but also because I think it's true. But if anyone does have more context, feel free to, to email us. Like you said, we're all in this learning journey. But I think if you replace the majority of the use of the term metaverse that we've seen today with AR and VR, then it will make sense. It's probably not what the metaverse can and will be maybe in future. Mm. But I think that it makes sense. So the uh, shorthand definition from HFS, who, I've, who are an analyst organization I've linked to, in the show notes defines the metaverse as shorthand for a virtual space in which users can interact with computer-generated environments and other users via digital versions of themselves so think ready player one in the purest sense of the word uh, although i know that uh, triggers Tazzy, so maybe don't think
1: <laughs> it only depends <laughs> it only depends if we're talking book or
0: film Okay, book, book. We'll okay, then, the book. We're yeah, then we're good. Then we're good. good. <laughs> that's happy, <laughs> that's happy place, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we've got, there's a lot of terms and metaverse kind of wraps of around. So, it's it's become like a marketing term that sums up different capabilities. So, we've talked about blockchain, NFTs, virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, Web3, if you want to get really technical, and that. So, these are all technologies that some people somewhere feel will be used to bring. The metaverse uh, to life. One of those people is Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of White Meta, yeah. <laughs> formerly Facebook, <laughs> and in 2021 announced that the company would completely rebrand, change its name to be Meta, and essentially doubling down on the metaverse. I'm going to say the same same question: Well, why? <laughs> why? What? Because Mark Mark Zuckerberg has a ve- essentially, and you know, like more or hate him as probably most people do. It's a bold bet because he is, yeah. in a sense, staking the future of the company, a multi-billion dollar company, yeah. on this future success or existence yeah. and success of the metaverse. Why?
2: I mean, I think, <laughs> annoyingly, I think it comes back to the same reason as why people are interested in NFTs. Because if we take Ready Player One as, ex- as an example, if you could be the company that created the OASIS, just think about like I think the character is called James Halliday, right? The CEO of the company that makes oh, the Oasis, is James? or something yeah, like yeah, that. Something uh, Halliday.
1: Had a, had a... Yeah.
2: Basically, Halliday. if you like, he he has like a two hundred billion dollar fortune, which is the prize for winning the Easter Egg Hunt. Mm. That's because he was the company who came mm. up with this system that every single person in humanity is like using to. Entertain themselves, and and you know it's grown in the books. It's grown past entertainment to people work there, people go to school there, they they educate themselves there. Like their whole lives revolve around this online machine. And if you could be that company in real life, wouldn't you want to try? And I think that's what Zuckerberg is trying to do. Like you know, he did it with Facebook initially. He made a huge social networking beast, and now he wants to be the like next step of that because. Like, that is, you know, where things are headed, I think, because, you know, being more digitally available and online and having more deeper interactions with people online, everyone is interested in that. I mean, you know, commercially, like we we as consumers may not be interested in that right now, mm. but if it became the norm and you literally could plug yourself into a VR headset and go on actual adventures with your friends in a properly three like if if ready player one was real wouldn't that actually be kind of dope and i think that's what people are envisioning but meta is so far away from that and i think everyone (laughs) is so far away from that and yeah it's a big gamble at this stage but i think that's why they're interested in it
1: i i agree i see mark zuckerberg as like ioi that's a fucking person i'm like this is is, this is this is the the race to create, like not not necessarily the virtual reality version of the Oasis, but like that kind of like everything is done online world. And instead of the race happening once it's been created, the race is happening to create it. To create yeah. and I O I are in the lead. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's like because the thing is to really create something like that. That has like wide, like is adopted, like across everyone, like on a like a widespread scale. Only very, there's very few companies in the world that have like the funding to be able to do it. <laughs> and and it's like yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> it's gonna be like your Facebook, your Google, your Apple, like maybe a couple other, maybe Tencent, but it's like, I just feel like those are the only real companies with. The money to like pour into mm. this, like on the gaming side, and yeah, I just don't know if. Do you say altru? Do you say altruistic?
0: Yeah, because I mean, in Ready Player I don't One, think you, any
2: of the companies that I mentioned exactly. are doing it for
0: altruistic <laughs> exactly. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because in Ready Player One, you, you it's done for everyone, for everyone's benefit. It's not yeah. about making money. That doesn't exist in the world that we live in. It, it there is only the profit motive for mm. these companies to do this and like you said it's not just meta uh, so this is a bit from from wired which mentions uh, tech giants like microsoft and meta are working on building tech related to interacting with virtual worlds but they're not the only ones many other large companies including nvidia unity roblox and even snap as well as a variety of smaller companies and startups are building the infrastructure to create better virtual worlds that closely mimic our own physical life. So there is a race going on to yeah. to get to that point and it's there are many many players and none of them are doing it for uh the pure good of humanity.
1: Yeah.
2: The thing that's interesting about all of this is that I'm actually more open to a metaverse than I am to NFTs and games. Like I think there's you can definitely separate the two like in maybe like 10 years ago there was this whole there was this game called playstation home and then second life
0: second like, yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it's like those games were time. actually like early metaverses yeah and they've existed for ages and actually like you can I actually separate the whole web 3 nft crypto element of things and you can just have a metaverse and yeah that's probably going to be microtransactions and things like that and well for I think, that in
0: roblox I, I feel the closest that we yeah exactly roblox i would
2: say is a metaverse because yeah people can build their own experiences and invite people to join in and you know they can build their own little games and virtual worlds and just hang out with their friends and it's free to play and yes there's a whole robux like microtransactiony like but it's a wild premium. west out there yeah <laughs> yeah but, it, but it's like i'm i'm more open to that than NFTs because it's mm-hmm. like if you want to spend your time like playing in virtual worlds, you create like in one way you could even argue that like Minecraft is like a metaverse because oh, people too. create oh. all their own stuff in it. It's like what what do you say the definition was like a virtual space where you yep, interact, interact with, with computer with programs while your you're digital doing...
0: versions of yourself. Or yeah, themselves. so it's like yeah,
2: arguably you could say Minecraft is like a metaverse, and it's like I'm fine with that because. I think it would be cool to c- get closer to a world like Ready Player One, because that seems really awesome, right? And maybe that's just the-, the sci-fi nerd in me being like, oh, like this whole thing seems awesome. And I think it's possible to do that without including crypto, Web3, NFT stuff. So but yeah, I just, again, it goes back to what I was saying about NFTs and that I've not seen a metaverse use case that appeals to me like right now. I mean, I know Roblox appeals to probably a younger demographic than me oh yeah
0: no every workshop i go to is
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's like maybe in 10 years they're gonna have some like really high graphical fidelity vr like version of a metaverse where you can actually walk around and experience all of this stuff and you're going to be wearing like haptic gloves and stuff and you can actually feel like that as a tech nerd and just a fan of sort of sci-fi sounds really cool to me but it's just, yeah. Everyone is. If if the the problem is that everyone who's making this is motivated by profit, and mm. I think they're gonna design these things with that in mind. Yeah, I don't know.
1: So I think like the metaverse, like uh, Nigel, you said, it's just a a marketing word because technically the metaverse does already exist. Gamers have been using it for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. For yonks, but uh, <laughs> it's like it like it's it's kind of just like the marketing way of putting it into like the mainstream Mm. of like by the way you can interact with the world as like a digital version um and which kind of we've already been doing maybe not as avatars but as usernames and it is just a big like marketing word and like obviously uh mark zuckerberg really wants to push it because then if everyone calls the web the metaverse and you are meta (laughs) (laughs) you automatically are like the one that everyone will go to they'll be like oh yes meta metaverse that makes sense the meta is metaverse like
2: exactly like how google google win has won like the search engine engine, yeah or hoover is yeah
1: the vacuum like yeah, exactly it's just
2: become synonymous with your vocabulary like i do not say oh i'm gonna search something you just going to google it and it's remember when I you think... used to ask
1: jeeves yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> jeeves is living under a bridge somewhere just like cold and <laughs> crying <laughs> and dark and yeah
1: ask jeeves is such like the better name i don't know how google managed yeah,
0: <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: the adverts for Ask Jeeves were way funnier as well. Like I remember yes. they used to have TV ads for
0: it and it was great.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: all right. So while we uh, pull one out for for Jeeves, the, <laughs> <laughs> so the question I want to just bring to a close, this whistle-stop tour of all things Crypto, NFT, Metaverse is something that I guess you've both touched on is I think Tazzy mentioned it first where we could be at the stage where 10 years from now, this all makes sense. I mean, you look at I mean, the internet, Raul mentioned uh, free-to-play games, microtransactions, where when it first came out, it was like, what is this? We don't want this. Gamers reacted, poor implementations, and then someone figured it out. That's not to say every implementation is, is for the benefit of the playing experience, but largely speaking, figured it out. Even we mentioned Steam. I remember when Steam first came out and they released that platform and the reaction was not positive because it didn't work properly and just people weren't happy with it they figured it out and now steam deck steam platform in general we just expect it it's there it's it's valuable so question uh for both of you is out of everything we've discussed like what do you think will still be a thing will any of this be a thing in 10 years are we just at this early stage of waiting for someone to to figure it out to give that use case that NFTs? now makes sense the metaverse now makes sense and i want in do you see that happening
2: uh the answer is yes i think all of this stuff is going to stick around and i think there's going to be a couple of things that will need to happen before it becomes mainstream like i think there's always going to be a niche for this like it's never going anywhere but i think for it to become mainstream and get to the point where you know the, the generation below us are just like super familiar with everything like it's just everyday stuff I think one massive thing is going to have to be education and knowledge, because honestly, like I'm with Tazi on a lot of things where I'm like, I don't know how this works practically. Like, let's say you have an NFT game. What does that even mean? Like, do I need to sign up for a e-wallet or like an NFT wallet? And does that need to link with my gaming account? And then if I want to sell something, do I have to like log into a website? And do I need to have like a special program on my computer that has a node and a ledger and like i don't know because i just don't get it like i don't <laughs> understand how it works and i think there's if you want this to become mainstream you're gonna have to make this
0: super convenient for right. people it's like, very esoteric right now yeah for like person
2: yeah like if you said scan this qr code and it automatically sets everything up for you and there's your tokens great then may- maybe it will take off i don't think that's gonna. i think that's it's gonna take a long time for that to happen and there's gonna to have to be a lot of underlying infrastructure that's built to make everything convenient. But until that happens, I don't think it's gonna become mainstream. And then yeah, the second thing is not just for games, but just you need a use case where it actually, like on the metaverse side, I can see it because if Ready Player One really is like the end goal, I can see why that's gonna enhance the experience of gaming for people. Like that's gonna be really cool, something we don't have right now, and it's something cool to work towards. Whereas with NFTs, I can't really see like a reason why we need them, and maybe that's just because I don't understand them fully. But right now, I just feel like like w- why can't we just stick with what we have? Like, I, and and I think that's going to be important. Like, if you can answer that question and give me like a satisfying answer of why <laughs> NFTs is are like, postcard. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can give me a satisfying answer, then fair enough. Then I'm open to hearing it. But just so far, I've not seen it. But yeah, to answer your question, I think they will stick around.
0: Taz, mm. are you you hopeful that someone can figure this out? Mark, Mark Zuckerberg can figure this out. Is that where we are going?
1: So, I, like, like I said before, NFTs are here. That's it. They're here.
2: What capacity? <laughs> <laughs> Close the book. End of the chapter. Here. That's it.
1: Like, they're not they're not going away. But I don't I don't think they will be like in a massive capacity unless actually I'm not gonna say I don't think that they might. I feel like there's a 50-50 <laughs> chance here. Okay. And We're I say that coin. because <laughs> is it is it an NFT coin? <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> it's a Doge coin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I say that because I feel like there could just be like a large worldwide thing that happens that could like just be a catalyst to make nfts mainstream and i feel like we've just been through a pandemic yeah. we're still kind of going through it. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> we're like, we're not... what's
2: important here
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know that like suddenly everything can kind of like change like in what felt like overnight um and so if something like that happens it could kind of just catalyst a use case for nfts or at least put people in a, a state that they're more Susceptible to like accept it, and in terms of like the metaverse, uh, it's already here. It has been here, <laughs> but like I definitely think we're we're heading to a place that is more metaversey because yeah. we've got like uh, virtual clothes. There's like as in not as in aug- sorry augmented reality clothing. We have wow. that. That's a thing. I know I think it's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think that.
2: Sorry, actually, yeah, finish your thought, and I'll just jump
1: yeah. In. And then there there is gonna be like a version of the metaverse, like because again, the metaverse is just a term to say like the future. <laughs> mm. It's just like there is going to be some version of the future, yeah. <laughs> it's and a like no one actually, yeah, no one Ooh, actually knows what that is. It's just like yeah, it's gonna be like this. It's just a list of technology that we're using. Yeah. <laughs> and at some point, that technology is going to be, at least one of those is going to be very mainstream. It's kind of no. like what the metaverse is, right? So, mm. yeah, I don't know. But, the, yeah, the discussion in 10 years will be more like, oh, yeah, do you remember when we, like, everyone completely hated NFTs? Yeah, and had no and now idea what this was. Yeah, and now they are somewhat integrated whether that's a low level or a high level they're just here
2: yeah man there's going to be like university like lectures you can take on like you like i got a degree in cryptocurrency
1: yeah
2: (laughs) i got a a degree in nft artwork or or there'll be like a module on it and like it will just become so normal but
1: yeah exactly and there's also the um the like the weird kind of like legal side of it as well whereas like is this money do you have to like do you have to be 18 and have a have your id connected to your account (laughs) so there's there's, that's like a whole different
2: thing kind of work. i mean i want to shout out one of my colleagues at my firm omri who is like a wizard at all of this stuff like he really gets it ins and outs of the legal stuff and actually i was saying to nigel like i should actually if you guys want to get his we should get him on one of these podcasts because He's actually like the complete opposite to us. Like he's an evangelist for it, but he really understands it. And like, Mm. I always have very interesting conversations with him. Um, And one of the things that you said reminded me of something that he told me ages ago, which we're talking about like virtual clothing and augmented clothing and stuff. Mm. And I guess if if you've listened to this podcast long enough, like we did say we want to provide like a balanced opinion. So there is like one interesting use case of NFTs. It's kind of outside of gaming but I thought it was pretty cool when my colleague told me about it. And basically with these like tokens, you when you set up the smart contracts, so you can have these different characteristics around each token. And so one of them, I think it's those board apes or it, can't, it could be something else, I can't remember. But basically what they let you do is they partnered with this shoe manufacturing company. And basically if you hold an NFT, you can basically pay them to make you a custom shoe, which is based on the artwork like of your NFT. So like, let's say you own like a particular monkey or ape or whatever, and it's got a very particular art style. You can get them to make this shoe for you. And you can only do that if you hold the NFT. And this is a physical shoe that gets sent to your actual house in real life that you can wear on your feet in real life. And I was like, (laughs) If you are one of those people who engage in the designer clothes, like, you know, you want to show that you've, you know, you're very fashionable, you've got cool, Your money, you know, you've got money or you're rich or whatever. This is kind of unique. Like, it's pretty interesting. Like, but just, again, I don't know really real how world, that...
0: Where hmm? I feel there is value in NFTs if you can link it to something that's yeah. uh, in the real yeah, world. Yeah, but that's so. the problem because we're talking about games, right? Yeah, and it's like all digital.
2: but
1: yeah. I ever want to be able to like buy and like buy clothing in real life and then by buying that clothing in real life it automatically gives me it in the virtual world Oh, see, or that the be flip cool. side where like all clothing is it, you just wear like plain clothing and then if you buy clothing in the virtual world it kind of like I don't know like how this works. Uh, some, kind <laughs> this of like,
2: like, like, some kind of like AR like it's superimposed on your... Plain yeah, so people walking around on the street will see you dressed up as if you were your avatar.
1: Yeah, um, even like though that. in reality you're just wearing like just this really simple t-shirt. plain white yeah. yeah outfit, and you're like you're like cool yeah. Super so there cozy, we go. Some but...
2: positives, some potential
0: positives <laughs> yeah, for just all just of brainstorming us. <laughs> uses for NFTs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we've done like an hour and a half yeah. on why we don't think it's great at the moment. Or like I go but to the gym last... and
1: I level up my character i don't know if that's an nft yeah. thing but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just what a i different, want that's just we should have a
2: different conversation that sounds like a cool game yeah we should just make that game separately yeah i know
0: let's <laughs> let's do an episode of the podcast where it's just us spitballing ideas for positive uses <laughs> of uh nft so um but yeah I, I think it we you know we've we've tried to to get through that uh discuss it with an uh, open view i agree with you both that this this is a thing i think we're still waiting for someone to figure out exactly how best to use the thing but it does seem to be a world we're going into and like Tazzy said it's worth having the the people who are very much for this and and see some vision but then also the maybe the skeptics who can see different sides of it so we get some kind of balance because yeah you want everyone involved in what does have some air of inevitability in in some sense as well so yeah i think it's going to be a interesting 10 years to see how this all shakes out but we have tried our best to yeah figure out we, we're, what...
2: we're going to have to do another podcast in 10 I know, years
0: i'm just to, like yeah, revisit yeah. This. <laughs> just, you you have that invite uh, rahul in in 10 years time to see okay, i'm putting it in my calendar now cool all right <laughs> we'll send you that invite uh, as well. Um, we'll send it via NFT and uh, make sure you're the only one who can turn up. Um, oh, so, amazing. <laughs> love it. So let us know what you think. And if you are, there's probably some people listening who are just very mad. Feedback at mymatter.com. Let us know <laughs> where we went wrong. <laughs> send all why, your rage to us. <laughs> yeah. Send the rage. Like explain it. Why we just don't get it. Why don't we get it? Um, so before we wrap, and just digest all this uh, information. Uh, let's check in with our guests and uh, what they're up to. Uh, I'm guessing not NFTs, but let's see.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah I should have said at the top, like full disclaimer, like, you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer, but I focus on traditional games industry and esports. I do not know anything about the legal side of NFTs. So yeah, if you were coming, if you were thinking of coming to me for NFT advice, don't. <laughs> but I can tell you someone who will absolutely help in terms of what i'm up to i guess not too much at the moment i still you know i'm still as as uh, we said at the top like i work on the legal side of games that's keeping me very busy in the lead up to christmas um i also stream a little bit i'm gonna i'm streaming a little bit of modern warfare probably not gonna stream god of war ragnarok just because who wants to watch that you know story spoilers like i wouldn't want to do that so um yeah, you can basically just find me on Twitter, find me on Twitch.
1: Yeah. What? Where?
2: Oh, sorry, yeah. I uh, um, I think, yeah, Twitter is at Rahula Hoop with an underscore. And Twitch is also the same, twitch.tv forward slash Rahula Hoop with an underscore. You can tell I'm not like a very experienced content <laughs> creator because I've like... Not even like sold myself properly.
1: <laughs> like you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Um, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there we go.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll add some links to the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. To, to help. <laughs> oh, I'll
2: leave it. I'll leave it to the professionals. I. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll put your links in there. So there. That is the discussion on blockchain NFTs uh, and the metaverse, whatever that means. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Rahul, for uh, giving oh. us your opinion, what expertise you could bring to the conversation. Because none of us know everything, but you helped us get there.
2: Well, thanks. No, thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. It's fun to talk about this stuff and just spitball ideas and thoughts. Like, you know, I'm yeah. I don't think any of us have claimed to like this is the podcast where you will finally understand everything you need to know. <laughs> so um, as long as we've not told anyone that, then I think we're good.
0: There we go. Uh, And if we had I will edit that out right away. Uh, So if you have enjoyed this episode or just so enraged that you feel like you need to listen to another one, because that's how engagement works, uh, subscribe to the podcast. um, (laughs) uh, Give us a rating and review wherever you are able to do that, because that helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions. We also make our own stories. On the Matter website, you can find all the titles from our manga universe, including the latest series Through the Fog. And you can join our Studio 77 Discord to continue this what will be a long, at least 10-year conversation because we need to come back to this. (laughs) So you can check in there. uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, What do you get about NFTs, Metaverse, Cryptocurrency? What don't you get? Do you have any questions? Any further context? Uh, Yeah, we're open to the the discussion. Uh, You can also stay tuned for the rest of our Do I Look Like a Gamer video game representation campaign as we go into next year. We launched it earlier this year in February uh, and have done many events and activities and uh, gained a lot of support for this campaign, which is about challenging the stereotype of the word gamer uh, and providing awareness and opportunities for young people from different backgrounds to get into video games and just know it's a place where them where they can take part in, whether it's just playing games uh, but also making games Uh, So check the website looklikeagamer.com so you can see the photo campaign featuring the 40 players and makers that we had for the 2022 campaign and that will also be where we have next year's campaign uh, as well. And stick around for the podcast we release new episodes on Thursdays those include created interviews, video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture. And a final reminder you can always give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at myamada.com and our website with links to subscribe is myamada.com forward slash story x story. So until next time, stay tuned, stay safe. uh, And remember, just like this episode title, NFTs, Blockchain and the Metaverse is as simple as one, two, three. Take care, everyone. That's a lie also, it's not. It's very complicated.
1: (laughs) (laughs)